0: Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywithaking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for a day with the King.
1: Hello, I'm Auntie Cecily. And it's so good that you could join us to meet with the King. Come and join in our worship time together. Hello, Auntie Nat. It's so good to have you with us here. It's great to be here. And hello, children. We're glad you could be with us too to help us to welcome the King. Hello, Teddy. It's so good to have you with us as well. Mm-hmm. Auntie Nat, can you please say a prayer to ask God to be with us? Yes, I'd love to.
2: Dearest Heavenly Father, we thank and praise your name for the Sabbath and we just thank you for keeping us safe during this week. We ask, Lord, you be with the children here and the children who are watching
1: at home. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Do you know this is a great time to reflect on our week and just count the blessings that God has sent us. Elijah, has there been something that's happened to you during the week that you can thank God for?
0: Yeah, um, uh, my parents, they went to Queensland and that left us with our grandparents. And then um, one night uh, they um, called us and it was my mum and she said that my dad's iPad, they had lost it. So uh, she asked uh, us at home to pray for them to help them find it. So then we prayed to help the iPad get found and then five minutes later they rung again to say that they'd found it.
1: Oh, isn't God generous. Thanks for sharing that with us. And Annie Cecily, you have a blessing to share with us as well. Yes, I do. Remember last Sabbath we spoke about how God is our deliverer? Well, I want to share with you how God is also holy. And later on in our Bible study, we're going to learn about the time when Moses came into the presence of God and how he had to remove his shoes because where God physically is, is holy ground. The Bible tells us that in heaven, angels surround the throne of God, not resting day or night, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Mm. Now, when Isaiah saw that in vision, he just trembled physically. So he was quite shaken by the experience. But we know that we can now approach God's throne through the intercession of Jesus because Jesus died for our Mm. sins. So through him, we can bring all our requests to God. In Hebrews and in 1 Timothy, we read that Jesus stands between us and the holiness of God. So that's why when we finish our prayers, we say, in Jesus' name. But remember, Jesus said, When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we're not to be afraid of God. So in God's holiness is beauty. And Psalm 29 tells us that we are to worship God in the beauty of holiness. So do you think you can remember that God is a holy God?
2: Mm, Amen. Arnie Cecily, thanks for sharing that with us. God is so good. Mm -hmm. Do you know another way that we can worship God on the Sabbath, Sabbath is through sinning? Thanks, Pastor Rick.
3: Thanks, Auntie Nat. Welcome, children. What if we sing that song, Anywhere
4: with Jesus?
3: Anywhere with
4: Jesus, I can say. and say please.
5: Of the Bible.
3: Do you think you can remember them all? Yes. Yeah. Let's give it a try.
0: Sir Rick, can we please sing I Have Decided to Follow Jesus? We
3: certainly can.
4: I, I have decided.
1: Pastor Rick, it's so good to just praise God in song. Do you know Dr. John also has a blessing to share with us. Let's go and have a look at that.
3: Hello, boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond and we are at Sunnyside and we're about to leave and to do some exploring and we're going to find something very, very interesting. Just come with me and we'll go looking. I want to tell you the story about this pulpit here and this church. Many years ago, about 1896, when they built the first building, everybody went to church over there in the village in a hotel. Now, a hotel is not the best place to go to church. Very hot in summer, cold in winter. And then they decided to build a church on the highest piece of land in Kurumbong, right where we're standing. I've even got a photo of the church. It only took them two months to build that church, a fine church. When they brought all the pews up they also had to make a pulpit and this is a very special pulpit and it stood here for many, many years. Now, Ellen White used to preach from this desk but she had a problem. You come around here. now, Not everybody could see her because she was just a tiny lady. You know, they made allowances for tall people, tall people, very tall people, but they had to make something for Ellen. And this is what it was. And this is the very footstool. It's been a bit worn out over the years. If I put that down here. Ah, can we see Ellen now? Do you feel comfortable? Would you like to preach a sermon or sing a song? Ellen White was a tiny little person and she spoke to this, the people in this church for years and years and she had a good voice for a tiny little lady and her voice would carry right out. They could hear her outside. They could hear her right across the road. She had such a beautiful voice. But one day, this little old church that we saw in the picture started to get a bit old. The termites were around, and the timbers were getting a bit rotted. And so they decided to build a new church. But they wanted to do something. They decided that the pulpit, the new pulpit, the big one, had to be in exactly the same spot that the old one was. And so they marked it out, and then they got and they built the new church. See the, the frame? And we're standing inside the church and here was the church after all those years and then when they had the roof up, they got to and they pulled down the old church and they didn't know what to do with this and so they took this away. They thought this is too historic. We can't get rid of it and so they took it to Sunnyside. And you know what? This is the first time in over 40 years that this pulpit has come back to its original spot. You know, I would love to stand and speak from this pulpit. I've spoken from that pulpit many times, but this one is extra special. And I think of the sermons that Mrs. White must have preached from here, and it was just up the back in the church where she used to meet the little boys and girls after church every Sabbath, she knew the name of every one of them. She was a great preacher and she loved boys and girls. And fortunately, they put up a footstool so she could be seen over the pulpit. And they put a nice cushion there for her Bible and special timber. And this stood here for all those years. And that was the only part now left of the original church. Everything else is gone except the pulpit. Listen, can you hear the echoes? I can almost imagine the echoes of Ellen preaching from this very spot, not in the same building, but from this very pulpit. Isn't that fascinating? Thank you.
2: Hi boys and girls, happy Sabbath. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them so you can follow along with us. Sarah, you're going to say a prayer for us today. Would you like to say a prayer to open our study? Thank you.
6: Dear God, thank you for our Bibles. Thank you that we are here studying your word. Help the children to understand what they read. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So Sarah, do you remember what we studied about last Sabbath? Yes. Pharaoh's daughter found... Moses in the river and sent him off to his mother to be nursed and he grew up in the palace.
2: Mm, But something happened. What happened?
6: Um, He killed an Egyptian.
2: He killed an Egyptian. And and he he, had
6: to flee from Egypt. He
2: had to flee for his life, didn't Mm. he? And uh, he had to live in the land of Midian where he lived for 40 years. That's a big change, isn't Mm. it? From the palace to being a shepherd. And God worked on his heart during that time. And Anna, you're going to start our reading off today. We're starting, we're in Exodus 2, and I want you to read verses 23 to 25. Anna, thanks.
5: Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. Mm.
2: So the Israelites are still in slavery since Moses had fled from Egypt and they are still crying out for help. And God heard their cries. Dean, you're going to read our next reading, Exodus 3, 1 to 6. Can you do that for us?
7: Okay. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Mm,
2: Thanks, Dean. So Moses, while looking after the sheep, comes across a burning bush. It was burning with fire, but it wasn't burning up. The Bible says it was a great sight, meaning it must have looked pretty awesome and amazing. Moses had to have a closer look. God speaks to Moses and tells him he must take off his sandals because it's holy ground. Let's have a look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings to see what they shine on this verse. Now, Elijah, you're going to read that for us again from the bottom of our Bible, of our remnant young scholar
0: study Bible. Can you read that place for us?
2: Yep.
0: Humility and reverence should characterize the deportment of all who came into the presence of God. In the name of Jesus, we may come before him with confidence, but we must not approach him with the boldness of presumption as though he were on a level with ourselves. Mm. So God had asked Moses
2: to approach him in a certain way to show reverence to him. And Moses obeyed and took the sandals off his feet and bowed down. Okay, let's see what God says to Moses. Kate, can you please read for us? Exodus 3, 7 to 8 and 10, please.
5: And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Perizzites, Mm. and the Hivites, and the Jebusites." Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Mm.
2: So God has asked Moses to go down to Egypt and with God's help bring the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses was very overwhelmed with what God had commanded him to do. Let's look what else God says to him. Ben, can you please read Exodus 3.13? Then Moses
8: said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers
2: has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? OK, now we're going to read Exodus three fourteen together. This is our memory verse. Let's read that together. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say
8: to the children of Israel,
2: I am has sent me to you. Wow. So God was very specific in what Mo- what God wanted Moses to tell the children of Israel. Now, Sarah, we're going to see what else Moses asks of God. Um, can you please read Exodus 4, 1 to 4?
6: Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. Mm,
2: so one of the signs is that Moses' rod turns into a snake when it's thrown down onto the ground, and when he picks it up from the tail, it turns back into a rod again. Aunt Cecily, can you please read Exodus 4, 6 to 9.
1: Furthermore, the Lord said to him, Now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And he said, Put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again and drew it out of his bosom. And behold, it was restored like his other flesh. Then it will be, if they do not believe you, nor heed the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. And it shall be, if they do not believe even these two signs, or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river and pour it on the dry land. The water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. Mm. So
2: God shows Moses two more signs he can use, the leprous hand and the water that turns into blood. God is taking care of Moses and equipping, equipping him for the job ahead. And even though God gave Moses these wonderful signs, Moses is still overwhelmed at the huge job ahead of him. And he says something else to God. Let's read that, Anna, in Exodus four ten. And twelve to fourteen.
5: Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach what you shall say. But he said, O my Lord, please send, the ha- send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well, and look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his
2: heart. Wow, so God provided again, and he was going to send Aaron, Moses' brother, to help him. Moses had not lived in Egypt for how many years? Forty. Forty years. So he was worried that he was not able to speak the Egyptian language well enough. So if we were to continue reading, God does send Aaron out to meet him with Moses. And I think there was a very happy reunion. Do you Mm -hmm. think he had seen his brother for 40 years? Moses tells everything to Aaron that God told him. And they went together to Egypt and assembled the elders of the Israelites and showed them the signs to tell them what God had spoken to Moses. The Israelites believe them and bow down and worship God. Now, Dean, we're going to see what happens next. Can you please read? our next bit of reading, Exodus 5, 1 to 2 and 4 to 5, please.
7: Afterward, Moses and Aaron went went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey? His voice to let Israel go. I do not know the Lord nor will I let Israel go. Then the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people from their work? Get back to your labor. And Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are many now, and you make the rest of them from their labor. Mm, Thank you, Dean. So
2: Moses and Aaron had their first encounter with the Pharaoh. Did the Pharaoh want to let the people go? No, he was going to lose his entire workforce. Now, Pharaoh says something interesting in verse five. He says, you make them rest from their labor. While the Israelites had been in Egypt all those hundreds of years, they had strayed away from God and forgotten his requirements. Keeping the Sabbath had been difficult while they were in slavery. But Moses was teaching the people that they had to start keeping the Sabbath again, no matter what. Let's see what happens next when Moses and Aaron go back to Pharaoh. Ben, can you please read for us Exodus 7, 10 to 13 for us? So Moses
8: and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so, just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, so the magicians of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their enchantments. For every man threw down his rod and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up all their rods. And Pharaoh's heart
2: grew hard and he did not heed them as the Lord had said. So Moses and Aaron show Pharaoh the sign of the rod turning into the snake. But Pharaoh isn't too impressed and sends for his wise men and magicians. And they threw down their rods. And what happened to their rods? Yeah, they did, didn't they? But God's rod swallowed up their counterfeit rods. Who is the counterfeit? Mm. God is showing Pharaoh that he is more powerful than his magicians and his gods. Thank you, boys and girls, for joining us. Remember that God loves you very much. He will deliver you from any trials and problems you are having. We can trust His Word. We have a seven-day devotional available that goes into further detail on what we have learned today. Here's the detail on how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls. Like Auntie
8: Nat said, you can go on to our website to access our daily devotionals at www.adaywiththeking.com. And while you're there... You can also check out Teddy's blog. He's posted some really cool photos of us making this show. He also talks about it as well. He even posted about his visit to the vet. So
1: hop online today. The Sabbath's an opportunity for us to spend time getting to know our Lord and Savior. And one way to get to know Him is to read our Bibles. Our Bibles tell us how much God loves us. And we want to encourage you to read your Bibles, not only on the Sabbath day, but every day. Auntie Nat, can you tell us about what we're going to study with the children next Sabbath?
2: Yes. Next Sabbath, we're going to study in our Bibles what God did to show the then known world who was the true and living God. It's one not to miss. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over our
1: memory verse with the children? Yes. You ready to do that? Let's just have a look.
3: Exodus 3.14 And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you.
1: Children, are you ready to sing our blessing song? Let's turn around and do that.
4: his promises
0: I love God because he created a world for me to live in and I can't wait to live with him eternally in heaven I love
8: God because he gives us the opportunity to have free will instead of forcing us into his kingdom
0: you have been listening to a production of 3AB in Australia television God bless you kids remember to join us next week